Hey everyone, welcome back to Round the Cauldron. My name is Megan, and I'm here to shed light on Wicca from a modern perspective. This podcast is produced every Monday, sometimes educational, sometimes philosophical, and always honest. So grab some coffee, pull up a seat, and join me Round the Cauldron. Hey guys, thanks for joining me for episode 14. Last week we talked about community, And this week, I want to dig a bit deeper into an aspect of community regarding mentorship and teachers of Wicca. Before we hop into it, let me just take a second to say hello to any new listeners out there. Hi, I'm glad you're here. Don't forget to leave a review wherever you listen to help others find me. Besides the podcast, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Round the Cauldron, on Twitter at Round the Cauldron without the D, and at my website, roundthecauldron.com, where you can find show notes and links for each episode. I also have a shop where you can get a tarot reading or one of my fancy and mystical crochet items. And lastly, you can help support this podcast for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash roundthecauldron. Before we hop into today's topic, I just want to make a little announcement. Um, There will not be an episode on the 22nd, so next week there will not be an episode. Um, I'm going out of state for about four days and I don't want to stress myself out with the time crunch of recording and editing and getting a podcast episode out. So there won't be one on the 22nd, but I will be back on April 29th. Um, so yeah, teachers and mentors. I mentioned this for a second in episode 13, but I really wanted to talk more about it in its own episode. So let me start by saying that this episode comes from the perspective of someone that lives in the United States. Um, Things might be different where you live, but I'm sure the same concepts might apply in your country or region. In a lot of online communities, um, there are are always people that are looking for teachers or mentors. Uh, Some people find them, but most don't. I found that a lot of people that are looking for teachers are people who are under the ages majority, which is just a fancy way of saying that they're minors, they're under the age of 18. And you might not think that it's a big deal, um, but it can be. Now I know when I was a teenager and first learning about Wicca, I didn't really think anything of it. Um, However, in the United States, it is actually against federal law for an adult to teach a minor religion. Now, it's, it's different than teaching a minor about religion. There are two different things. So teaching someone about religion is teaching religion from an objective point of view. Um, it would involve teaching someone the history, the cultural significance, and the values simply for, uh, from a scholarly standpoint for the purpose of study. Um, but teaching someone a religion is really relaying the messages from prophets, sacred texts and values for the purpose of indoctrinating a person into that same religion. The ruling stating that no one has the right to interfere with a parent's right to raise their child how they see fit actually comes from several Supreme Court cases, but the most notable one is Pierce versus Society of Sisters of the Holy Names Jesus and Mary. Now, the ruling happened on June 1st, 1925, and it ruled that an Oregon law requiring children to attend public schools was unconstitutional. 
the court upheld the right of parents to make educational decisions on behalf of their own children. The court ruled that the Oregon statute unreasonably interfered with the liberty of parents and guardians to direct the upbringing and education of children. So it might not come out and say it clearly in black and white that no, you can't teach minors religion without the consent of the parents. Um, but if we're taking the context of the many, many court cases with the same concept and applying it here, we can reasonably assume that we can get into some legal trouble for infringing on the rights of parents to direct the upbringing and education of their children. Now, as a teenager, I would have called bull and been really irritated that I couldn't have someone teach me Wicca. Now, if you listen to my previous episode, you'll know that I had actually went back to Christianity for the sake of the community and support system that it offered. Um, I think this was because there, there isn't a real formal education system available for many pagan faiths. And now, now that I'm a parent myself, I can, I can understand the reason for these laws, which is funny. I mean, you know, the older we get, the wiser we get, right? I, I don't want someone teaching my child about Christianity and Jesus Christ or whatever. And it's not because I hate Christians or think they're full of crap. <laughs> it's, it's actually much different than that. I want my child to develop on her own in a way and speed that fits her personally. You know, I want her to be able to ask questions and get serious, educational, and well-read answers that she's able to comprehend for her age. When she was four, she came home from daycare one day and told me that Jesus was the reason that we celebrated Christmas. I didn't really have any words. I didn't know what to say, I guess. Um... I guess the, the sitter had told her, you know, I was really taken back by the statement because the sitter knew, I guess, that I wasn't a Christian. I mean, I wore a pentacle every day and she knew that I didn't go to church if she had asked me that question. But I asked my daughter where she heard that and she told me she heard it at daycare. So then I asked her if she knew who Jesus was and she said no. So she asked a few more simple questions, but that was really the extent of the discussion. You know, she trusted her daycare provider to give her accurate and truthful information. And while it may be accurate and truthful for them, that's not something that I think a four-year-old can comprehend adequately. You know, she trusted them to tell the truth. She took what they said at face value and accepted it. At four years old, she didn't really have the cognitive function to question the things that a person in a position of authority told her. Now, my issue with this is not that someone else is teaching her religion. My biggest issue is that they were interfering with my ability to help my daughter get an education that is valid, correct, and in line with her beliefs and ability to comprehend information. I happen to think that it isn't right to teach children religion at such a young age. You know, I want my daughter to be able to make her own informed decisions about what she believes, even if it doesn't align with my own beliefs. So even if you aren't a minor and you're looking for a mentor or teacher in Wicca, you still might not find one. This is because Wicca can be 
a complex faith um, with several different types of beliefs, traditions, cultural differences, and even pantheons. Um, if you don't know what a pantheon is, it's really the cultural set of deities from a specific region. So, like the the Hellenic pantheon, those are the, the Greek gods. Um, then you've got the Roman pantheon with the Roman gods. The Norse pantheon, which is the pantheon of the Vikings, so Odin, Freya, Loki, Thor, those gods. Um, but it can be difficult trying to find someone that has beliefs that align directly with yours, uh, <laughs> directly with yours, unless you join a coven with a very specific tradition that you already knew about. Now, in episode 12, I think it was, um, I mentioned the website called Witchbox, which is still something that I highly recommend you check, it, check out. Um, especially if you're in a large city or a metropolitan area, it might not be beneficial to someone who lives in a more rural part of their region, but it's still worth checking out. Besides Witchbox, you should also be reaching out to your local community if you have one or know of one, um, as well as any community online that you feel safe doing so. These communities can be a wonderful resource full of different paths, perspectives, um, and information that you might find useful and educational. Um, try, try searching for groups on Facebook, um, find hashtags and people to follow on Twitter and Instagram, and if you use Tumblr, you can still, there's, you can find your niche on Tumblr too. Um, you can even Google different blogs that have to do with Wicca or whatever faith you're interested in. In doing so, um, you might come across different websites that offer classes um, and degrees or certificates. Um, FYI, because you can't see me, um, that's air-quoted degrees or certificates in certain aspects of Wicca um, or witchcraft or any other pagan faith. I haven't taken part in something like that, so I can't really speak to them specifically but they do make me nervous. Um, a lot of those courses are super expensive with little to no credentials backing them up. So they, they appear to want you to sign up and take one class first to really dip your toe in the water, so to speak, um, and then let you decide from there if you want to keep going. My problem with this is that there are so many different traditions within Wicca itself that it is almost impossible for someone to know everything about every single one. Also, if that's someone's first impression of Wicca and the classes are mediocre, that doesn't represent us very well at all. And I don't know if the classes are mediocre, but I can suspect based on the content and context of their websites. Anyways, you know, I don't think you should have to pay for basic information about Wicca. That's why the podcast is free. Now, if you're, wanting to if you're wanting to take classes that do more than skim the surface of a topic, you probably have to pay for those, but before you pay for anything, always, always, always make sure you're learning from a reputable person who actually knows their stuff and isn't just regurgitating what they read out of a book. They should have references, they should have examples, they should have resources, and 
everything to back up a claim that they're qualified to teach about the subject. Now, if you can't find a mentor or a person that you trust that seems legit, then your next step is to just hit up your local library. Most libraries will have some books about metaphysical subjects. Most of them do. Um, if yours doesn't, it might take part in something like a, like a book swap between libraries in the area. I know when I lived in California, the libraries in that county and some of the surrounding areas had were all connected. So you could search for a book on their system, and if that specific library didn't have it but a different one did, you could request it and they would send it from that library to your library and you could pick it up when it was ready. I don't know if everybody, if every library does that. I would hope they do because that's a really great resource. Um, but, you know, you should check with your library to see what your options are. But books are an excellent resource for a bunch of topics. However, which I know there's always a however, like the people that charge for classes, People sometimes just write books for money without doing their research or making sure that the information they write about is accurate to the best of their knowledge. Uh, for example, <laughs> in Raymond Buckland's Big Blue Book, uh, I think it's called like The Complete Guide to Witchcraft or something like that, one of his more popular ones, um, he writes some pretty questionable things about the history of witchcraft in the church. And he doesn't cite any sources at all. And if you know me at all, and you've been listening for a minute at least, you'll know that I like my damn sources. If you're going to write about something and pass it off as fact without it being a personal experience, you better have some sources to back up your claim. Otherwise, you're just regurgitating crap and expecting everybody to take it at face value. That's how misinformation spreads. And that's really something else that you have to watch out for um, in communities and mentors themselves is, you know, a lot of people aren't qualified to teach about the subject. And, you know, I will be the first person to tell you I have no idea about a specific subject if you ask me a question. Go back and listen to the beginning of the astrology episode. I don't know how long I researched for that episode because someone reached out to me on Instagram and asked me a question. Astrology is not my strong suit. And so if you find someone who is going to teach you or who is doing classes or spreading information and they aren't willing to take accountability when they don't know something, run. Because you don't know if what they're telling you is accurate information or if it's something they read out of a Silver Raven Wolf book and just passed it off as fact. I mean, if I think there could be one thing that I would change about Wicca and the people who teach it and write books is I would change the amount of misinformation that gets spread. Um... And I find this a lot, especially with, with new Wiccans or new Pagans. And I know it's not their fault because they don't know any better. But that's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. If you don't know any better, listen to me and ask me questions. I will, I will help you. The, the, the problem I find is that 
new pagans and new Wiccans or, you know, I can't even, I can't say new pagans because I'm not speaking for all pagans. New Wiccans who don't know any better believe that Wicca is like a million years old or something. You know, I mean, obviously that's an exaggeration. Um, but they believe that Wicca is older than it actually is, which it might be a little older than what we know, but from what we know, Wicca was created or brought to light. We don't know for sure. Wicca was brought to the, brought to the front, brought to light in, in the 1950s. Guys, Wicca is not even a hundred years old. It's okay. But I see this with a lot of new Wiccans who are defending themselves against Christians or their family or whoever who are passing judgment or who are, um, you know, being really rude to them or something. The, the new Wiccans who have this information in their minds will say, well, my religion's older than yours. Let me stop you there, because no, it's not. It might be based on pre-Christian ideas. That doesn't make it pre-Christian. We do not know for a fact how old Wicca is. We just know that Gerald Gardner brought it to the forefront in the 1950s, and that's really what we can go off of. Anyways, that's just one example of misinformation being spread. Um... And that's, that's one of my main issues, I guess, with mentors and teachers. And I will be the first person to stand up and say, I have no freaking idea. I will also be the first person to admit when I'm wrong. So if I say something and you can point me in the direction of something more accurate, something that is correct, tell me. I'm, I'm human, you know. I'm not infallible. I don't know everything. And that's okay. So if you find a mentor or a teacher who you are not allowed to question, that's a big red flag. You know, you should always be allowed to ask the questions that you have to really deepen your understanding of the faith or whatever subject it is that you're studying. And... If the person that you are asking gives you an answer that you aren't comfortable with, no, not necessarily comfortable with, because sometimes the truth isn't comfortable. Um, if they give you an answer and your, your gut is telling you that either they are wrong or they are misleading you or there is more information to be found, trust your instincts. Go do your research. You know, I might have to do an entire episode on critical thinking and how to do research because not not everybody knows not everybody went to college that's okay even some people who did go to college don't know how to do research still that's fine and brings up another thing just because you're looking for a mentor or a teacher or just because you have one doesn't mean you can't do research on your own you should know how to use your resources how to find not necessarily scholarly information 
about Wicca unless you're doing your research on myths of specific pantheons or herbology or um, crystals or tarot. Um, you might not you might not necessarily find scholarly information about Wicca because it's not something that's really written about a lot from a scholarly standpoint. So I'm sorry this episode is really short. If you follow me on social media, you will know that I am sick and do not feel that great. You probably can tell I can't breathe out of my nose. I sound kind of funny, but I wanted to get this episode out there for you guys. But I need to recognize my limits and I'm hitting that point. Um, so let's recap some things really quick before I leave you. Number one, you might not find a mentor if you're a minor. Number two, don't teach someone else's kid religion without their permission. Number three, don't pay for classes unless you're comfortable with the reputation of the teacher. And number four, take everything you read and hear, including this podcast, with a grain of salt. Use your critical thinking skills to assess the information for yourself and come to your own informed conclusion about what you believe and why. Until next time, everyone. Bye. I just wanted to say thanks again for taking the time out of your day to listen to my podcast. It really means a lot to me that so many of you listen. And I know I don't have hundreds of listeners, but that's okay. As long as you, whoever you are that's listening to this, get something out of the things that I have to say, I'm happy. And if you have questions and you don't have a community or you need someone to talk to, I'm here. You know, reach out to me. I don't bite and I will always be here to listen and help if I can. Please also consider supporting this podcast through Patreon at patreon.com slash roundthecauldron. Follow the show on social media and feel free to reach out with any questions, comments, concerns, or suggestions at roundthecauldron at gmail.com. Show notes and links for each episode can also be found at my website, roundthecauldron.com. I will put links there for the sources for the Supreme Court cases that I came across in regards to this subject. I will also put links to the sources from Witchbox that I used, as well as the ACLU and Understanding Your Parental Rights from the Supreme Court.